On behalf of a wholeness podcast and the Yoga Barber, we would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians on the land in which this podcast is being recorded, the Gunai Kurnai Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders. Welcome to a wholeness podcast. A healthy home for hair professionals and our clients. I'm your host, Fliss Downs, aka The Yoga Barber. Come on in. Hey, hey, beautiful beings. Welcome back to this week's episode of A Wholeness Podcast. I hope you are absolutely enjoying the episodes that I've brought you so far with all the amazing guests who's shared some fantastic things with me and with all of you. And this week's episode is super, super special. Now, the reason why I say it's super, super special is because so far today, it is the least edited episode and the reason why I've barely edited this episode was because it was an utterly engaging conversation that I felt couldn't be edited because it wouldn't have done this episode justice. On today's episode I'm joined with Mahesh, a barber and yogi like myself. He lives in Bournemouth back in the UK, has a barber shop called The Hairy Palm and my goodness me, this episode why did you need to listen to this episode? The reason why is because we go off into so many tangents and it is honestly a whirlwind of a conversation that will keep you engaged. It will ignite some fire within your belly. It will have you questioning things. It will have you being inspired. It was just this full-on conversation where Mayhesh and I bounced off one another. We giggled we aligned. There was so many polarities between Mayhesh and I that it was like he was also mind reading me because I I wrote down all these questions or things to talk about with him. And it just so happened that our conversation flowed and everything I was wanting to touch base on, he pretty much ticked the box way before I was going to bring it to the surface. So, I want to say a massive, massive thank you to Mayhesh for coming on board, taking part and being a creative with me, having this conversation with me for a wholeness podcast. There's so many things that we're both aligned with and it was just unreal. I came off of this episode and I had beaming smiles all evening and I really truly think that you are going to come away from this episode smiling as well. Now, before we go any further, I would like to just take a little announcement for my brand designer, Alyssa Sutherland, who is the voice of my land acknowledgement at the beginning of most episodes. You would have noticed that some of my episodes don't have the land of acknowledgement. It's because I did have a bit of a period of time where I didn't have access to that file. So on today's episode, you would have heard it is back. So I want to keep on doing my land of acknowledgement at the beginning of my episodes and of course I want to do a big shout out to Daniel the founder of Bairnsdale Bikes which is where I am predominantly recording these episodes he's given me his studio space to come up here and I just want to say thank you to Daniel for all the support all the encouragement and believing in my journey my goals my dreams 
and he's just a legend of a man so if you aren't already following Bensdale Bikes on socials please do go and follow them he's also got a podcast himself which for the life of me it's gone from my brain right now but I'll put that all in the show notes so just take a look there for me and he just has loads of rambles with some close mates of his so yes but anyway my lovelies side note to the shout out of Alyssa and Daniel this episode is one for everybody I don't care who you are you need to hear it I'm telling you I just haven't stopped grinning since doing this episode and I'm so excited to get this one out and also I want to say that there's a message for anyone going alone depressed suicidal there's a message towards the end of this episode so stay tuned be present with Mayhesh and myself I promise you we'll make you laugh and listen out for that message we love you and we hope you enjoy this conversation oh my goodness Ah, we're here we're recording (laughs) oh my god i'm i've been thinking when did we even start chatting and i was scrolling back in our messages and it only shows since mid last year and I swear we've been talking much longer than that because I've obviously been working down in Yeovil back in the UK and I was like, oh, I'll just pop down one day and I never did. No, yeah, and that's it. I I think, well, I think COVID has made us not realise about time, is it? I always think that everything started in 2020, but it didn't. (laughs) (laughs) How are you though, my love? Yeah, good. This is my long day today at work, so yes, I have to get in the zone because I work till nine o'clock tonight. Wow, so, well, um, thank you so much for taking your time out on your long day. That's all right. Oh no, my god, and have... it's the end of the week as well. Are you working tomorrow? Yeah, so my Saturday routine is quite nice. I take a morning half a session at eight o'clock, yes, till 9 30, and then 10 30 till three. I cut hair and yeah. it's all in the same building. So it's great. Do you know what? That was so, one of the questions that I wrote down. <laughs> I was like, so is the barbershop separate to the studio or do you do it together? But I have seen on your post, like I'm fully aware that you've got them separate, but I was just like, oh, that'd be a great like question to ask for people not knowing, you yeah. know, do you actually do yoga? You know, do you teach yoga in your barbershop or do you have a separate space for yoga so you pretty much answered one of my questions already <laughs> well do you know what the, I, I did have plans for us to have a space where I could do yoga and do the barbering all in one shot you know reduce yeah. overheads mm. make it really easy for me like from a time perspective as well Absolutely. literally finish sweep finish sweep up crack on but it just the setting wasn't right and mm-hmm. as you well know once you've got hair on the floor that stuff just fucking ain't coming off the floor right so um yeah. and people lay people laying down face down and you've missed a patch of hair and they're breathing that in they ain't coming back are they after it's that? just not so, practical is it no it's not and you know we're used to being covered in hair uh, being hairdressers and barbers, but mm. you know when you go to a yoga space and you're barefoot and you're laying on the floor a lot, you it's don't want to be covered other people's hair. Want. No, no, it's, it's gross. I... Really, it's gross, isn't it? Right? It's you know, so gross. It's hair. really when we think about it. This is not a glamorous job. 
No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> the only the only thing I that I think the main thing that that got me wanting to do hairdressing in the first place was mm. that I could wear my own clothes. Are you kidding like, me? No, no uniform. No uniform. Oh my goodness, that's so bizarre that you've experienced that. For me, being on the hairdressing side when I first started my career 18 years ago, it was you have to wear black. That was the description. Yeah. yeah. But then saying that, I was in a very I was on the the hairdressing side of the industry, not the barbering side. So have you ever trained as a hairdresser or did you purely train as a barber? No, nineteen ninety one, I left school on the Friday and on the Monday morning I started my apprenticeship. Yeah. So uh, as a hairdresser. So I right. did a three year hairdressing I did a three year hairdressing um, apprenticeship and uh, with a company called Mark Young's, which is in Paul in Dorset in the UK. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, he was renowned for his his training he wrote a, a system called the opus system mm. and back in the seven back in the 70s um and early 80s he was part of the british hairdressing team he won lots of awards he he was associated with vidal sassoon and john frieda and all those mm. people and he was working alongside those traveling around the world training other people wow. um and i was lucky enough to get that sort of training so i come from a really strong lineage when it comes to cutting mm-hmm. um and I was really really lucky that and I I went out I mean by the time I was 23 I had my own hairdressing salon you know so I've only been doing purely just men's work barbering for seven years now I think it is or yeah. eight years mm-hmm. um uh but the but the majority of my still the majority of my um career has been hairdressing so yeah yeah I'm, Which is I'm, the same. I'm like you Mm. Yeah, I, 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 do you know what? I, I, um, I was speaking to somebody the other day about that. I was going to come on and and speak to you, and I, and um, I said, oh, I, there, there's so many similarities between me and Fliss. The yeah. only difference is that I've got I've got balls and a dick, and she hasn't. Uh, and a beard. And, um, <laughs> oh, I can't. I mean, see unless that, you can see I that I've got I'm, a beard. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I can't see that closely. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness I love it and do you know what I love the fact that you're just bringing that one up and I because <laughs> I was just thinking there's so many similarities and alignments between you and I you know that that predominantly hairdressing background turned barber both into yoga both advocating mental health um and I was actually, and the funny thing is, is you've just come up about, but from I've just got a dick and a balls, right? And then I was watching your YouTube video on, is it called um, Beard Brand? brand. And you guys was talking about, I have 12 inches of tofu. I was like, yes, it's into innuendos as well. I love this man. Oh God, yeah. My whole life's in you and no. It's like carry on barbering here. <laughs> oh my goodness, absolutely. Do you know what? I don't know whether you noticed this, but certainly once I stepped into the barbering side of the hair industry, I could banter away and do innuendos all day long. There would be no offense. Everybody would join in. But you could not do that in the hair salon because it was such a different vibe. And for me, 
changing over to the barbering side of the hair and treat was the best decision of my career. I felt like I could physically be myself around a group of people. Whereas in the hairdressing, I had to be prim and proper and I had to be really polite. Of course I'm polite. Of course I'm not a nice person, but I want to have a damn laugh at work. And innuendos Mm. are all the way for me. And I'm very sex positive as well, as you probably know from the stories I put up on my Instagram and things. So there's so many, what is it? Would it be, um, there's very lots of parallel um, topics for us to discuss, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, like, like you just, like you just pointed out the difference between, you know, although we do the same job, um, you know, you know, hair is hair, right? But mm. it's it's really, it's really, I, the way that I look at the analogy I use, because I love analogies as well. Um, yes. The analogies I, I like to use is that it's hairdressing and barbering. It's like, it's a bit like saying, well, you know, um, I'm going to, ha- you know, you've got a KFC and a Wagamama's. Right, you're both eating out. It's both takeaway food or both fast food, but they're not the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't put them in the same place. So, you know, yeah, yes, fundamentally we cut hair. That's the basis of it, right? And you walk away with, you know, a, a new hairstyle or beard or whatever it is. But that's where it begins and ends, really. You know, I will say on the back of it though that um, moving into barbering, being self-employed, I've mm-hmm. never had to work so hard for my money. <laughs> wow I, I would say 100 percent. you know i mean my wife has just moved into the space with me here yes wendy um, just recently yeah and when so no wendy's my colleague oh and okay. my wife and yeah. what's your wife's name bavani bavani and i the only reason why i say wendy is because i went on to one of your instagram pages and it had the hairy palm and then it had wendy and then it had the hairy cactus on it so I just put two and two together and I think oh Wendy must be his wife's name no no good job it's not because it's my mum and my stepmum's name oh and my that wouldn't go down name. too well would it <laughs> <laughs> you know so, if, if your wife yes. was called Wendy then at least you wouldn't have to like you know or just remember one name <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's too, it's too, I couldn't imagine that going we, down we, too well in the bedroom there <laughs> No, and it and well, my my counsellor would have a field day with that. So, <laughs> I love it. So, Bavani's your wife, and she's now moving into your so, barber shop space. So, yeah, Bavani moved into this space here at Badham Warehouse. Which, let me clarify, the Badham Warehouse is um, a big building in the town centre of Bournemouth in Dorset, yeah. and it's like a warehouse an old warehouse space really it's a really 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 old building it's got cobbled stones as you walk into the main entrance mm-hmm. um it's been here for ugh, about 100 odd years this building um and they've slowly ch- transformed it so it originally was the coffee roastery for bad hand coffee mm. um which is amazing yeah which means everyone everyone who c- turns up gets fresh coffee which is lovely amazing. and then the and then the, what they did so the guys who owned it, Joel and Jamie, they decided that they were going to put pockets of businesses within Amazing. the roastery because they make it, a, you know, like a really functional space for creative people. Absolutely. So there's lots Community. of stuff happening. I've got such an amazing creative bunch of people around me. And so Joel asked me if I would come and do the uh, barbering. The only thing about this place, it's not on a high street. Mm-hmm. So the 
my main concern was like, oh, you know, people aren't going to walk past. You know, our business is about very visual people walking mm. past and seeing you work and go, oh, mm. I might pop in there. And I was, and, I, and I'm not on the high street. We're behind sort of the town centre. We're in a few roads back. Mm-hmm. And it's a destination. You have to come and find us. Um, but because I use an online booking system yeah. and I, I, you know, am well established and I'm booked up for three, I'm booked up, I'm booked up solidly for four weeks ahead. Yeah. I think um, I saw your post in the last day or two that you were saying you've not, you've got availability as of like the 23rd or something of September, which is, well, it's a month away, isn't it really? So that just goes to prove how in demand you as a barber um is you know Mm. yeah so I was lucky so I'm lucky that I've had that opportunity to be there and so I said right I'll take it then so I'm here I am and they got Mm. the yoga studio here we've got a sauna up here with a cold dipping barrel carol the barrel um carol the barrel uh carol the cold dipping barrel we've got me of course then there's a couple of guys next door called trail creators Mm-hmm. They do video content. We've got um, Fry Cactus. He does visuals for, for marketing for companies. Yeah. Um, oh, there's there's just there's lo- there's we've got um, a vegan kitchen downstairs. Jim and Cara. They yeah. do outside catering and events. And um, yeah, there's and we've got artists above me. I've got a tattoo studio here. So there's so much going mm, on. I couldn't yeah. I couldn't not say yes. I couldn't not say yes. So here I am. And then with everything that went on over the last few years, Bhavani running her shop and me running my shop, and we tried to make them, well, they were very separate. Mine was a boy's space. Hers was a you know women's space for empowering women and having mm-hmm. those vulnerable conversations that we can have in the mm-hmm. chair of truth. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that chair of truth. That is The such... chair of truth. Yes. I love that. Um, I'm writing that down right now, my hash. Right, write that down, Fliss. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we, and this is the, this is the chair of truth, right? And, um, and I love it. But we, what we realised was actually we worked together before, and how we met was working together, and we knew mm. we could do it um, with the overheads that we're building. And in, I mean, all around globally, everything going up through the roof, electric and gas and mm. everything else. We were like, how do we how do we streamline and future proof our business? Mm-hmm. And it was about it was about doing the two two things: streamlining the business, so we've only got one venue to worry about. Mm-hmm. Streamlining and future proofing, meaning that you know, from a financial place, we're not carrying two businesses. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that we're never going to have another lockdown ever again. I I truly, in my heart, believe that that was. You know that was a that was a precursor to the way that the world's going to be over the next maybe few decades at least. Oh, um, juicy, you know, juicy uh... topic to bring up. <laughs> <laughs> um, Just I'm, get I'm, it in I'm, there, I'm won't a... you? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a tin hat from wearer, right? <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a silver hat, you know, foil head thing. But uh, do you know what? I I'm a free thinker mm. and. Um, I I I try to see the world outside the box, right? Yes, and, um, I love that. And, and you know, I try to disconnect from the matrix as much as possible. Mm. And I really don't believe that the the powers that be will look at this and say, "Oh, look, we managed to manipulate the globe." Um, we won't do that again. I can't. I can't believe that's never going to happen again. Mm. And, uh, Get and sick, I can't you, eh? That, 
Well, I truly think like if you think that was a one-off, then you know maybe you're not as bright as you think you are. Yeah, but as we'll, well see. as how we'll many see, times right? it happened, right? But yeah, we'll see. We'll see what the future holds. We'll see. You know we'll what's going to happen so... though is there's going to be like I've been talking to my friends like let's create a community and live off grid. So there's going to be all these people living off grid that will have no idea that it's happening. <laughs> Foresting their I've own just come food back... and stuff. Yeah. I've just come back for this, the alignment, right? I've just yeah, come back from a festival and we've just been talking about, you know, well, my wife and I have been talking about community living for a little while now. And um, we've just spent five days living in a field and I haven't, haven't worn shoes for five days and, mm. and um, you know, lived, lived off of um, whatever we had around us. And it was really lovely. And so many people were saying, because we lived in a van for nearly a year and mm. so many people said to us what's it like going back to an apartment and I said it's killing me mm-hmm. it's killing me for this like you know I, I, I loved that element of freedom so yeah you know going off on a tangent we this is this is what happens right in a conversation but yeah <laughs> I, I we, we're all about our, our, our you know we always said the, the plan is we have no plan but we do have a long-term sort of you know manifestation of a piece of land mm-hmm. with a great big with a great big year mm-hmm. um, oh, where we yeah. can hold we, we can hold space for, for people we can live in it we can have you know a veg patch to the side the grandkids can come and see yeah it's just it's yeah um, run retreats and yes. you know have amazing space do some plant medicine and whatever mm-hmm. else happens and all those things all those really oh juicy my god things, it right? sounds um, so scrummy i want to eat it all now <laughs> <laughs> but we you know at the moment we're just going to work and you know the manifestations there right Absolutely. i really believe in, yes in that positive manifestation you know i really believe mm-hmm. that I, I mean i had someone saying to me the other day oh i really want to change my job so i've been thinking oh, i just want a new job and i said that's not manifestation i said you can't i said because what will happen is it, it the vaguer you are the vaguer the thing will come back Mm-hmm. So you can't just say, I want a new job. Because when someone says to you, hey, mate, oh, I heard in the post office once somebody working behind the counter. And you go, that's not the fucking job I want. I want to be the CEO of a vegan burger company. And yeah. the, and they, so, you know, make that your specific goal. If that's what Absolutely. you want to do in your life, mm. that's what you manifest. You have to Tunnel, You've in, got to be like, this in. is it. And absolutely. And you know, oh my goodness, I mean, I want to explode with so much excitement right now because <laughs> you you literally, like, everything that I wrote down here to bring up, I'm just like, oh, he's ticked that box, he's ticked that box. I'm like, what are you doing? Are you reading my mind or something? This is, this is your shortest <laughs> podcast ever. He's just done it all in three and a half minutes. <laughs> it's, like my sex li- it's like my sex life list. Everything's done in three and a half minutes. Fish and posh. <laughs> Boom, going dry. <laughs> no warm up, baby. Have that bit. Oh, dear. Have to, so... yeah. No, come on, like it's that. authentic. This is authentic. <laughs> this is come on. This is what barbers do, right? Oh, Jimmy, I love it. <laughs> oh no, absolutely. You know, it's um, yeah. In terms of, oh god, I've lost my thought. <laughs> oh my goodness me. No, like just in terms of the whole community living it's becoming mm. so prominent with what i feel 
people becoming conscious and mm. that consciousness is coming to light more so since covid because people took time away from their job they actually sat with themselves and rah 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 I mean that's a whole nother story but it's 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 comes down to community doesn't it like everything that we do yeah. as humans it's community based or like you know we want to feel like we belong and we're creating something beautiful um so you know just your thoughts of having that sort of tp and the, the community mm-hmm. side of things that are i mean and the caravan living you are talking my language <laughs> Well, you know, Bhavani and I, uh, I think naturally, uh, when, as a couple, we were, I've always, we've moved about quite a lot and we've only mm. ever rented and um, we feel slightly nomadic. And I think if we didn't have jobs that kept us grounded in one place, I think um, we would definitely be out and about more. Although, you know, we have, you know, we have children and we have grandchildren, but ultimately, mm. you know, that they're older and now we're in a position where we don't have to be at their beck and call like 24 seven. And mm-hmm. we're really feeling like, like Bavani turns 50 this year. Um, I've just turned 48 and we think that, you know, we've still got a good time ahead of us. So we yeah. want to make the most of that time. Mm-hmm. And actually, you know, we look at it in summers, you know, like, you know, for the average male in the West, the average age is four, I think. Mm-hmm. So like I look at it and I think, well, maybe I've got 25 summers left. Mm-hmm. Mm. and it and so you know if i've only got 25 summers left um i need to i need to just fucking crack on and do the things that i want to do that fulfills me but when it comes to community living one of the mm. things that we've really looked at we've got <clears> quite <throat> a few clients <clears throat> and a few friends who have done it and are doing it mm. um you know it's not as easy as it looks mm. and life isn't life isn't right so you remove um the bricks and mortar of your home you remove the internet and the and the switch on tv and the yeah. running water at, on demand mm. then that's that's life becomes a little bit more difficult right not and so simple beca- and not you so simple. like simple living <laughs> I do like simple living. That's what I'm all about. The simple stuff, right? Yeah. But the thing is, I think what happens is everyone has this theory of like, well, that would be really difficult, right? You know, growing your own veg, um, you know, collecting water, you know, whatever it might be, you know, you know, just maintaining your home, making yeah. sure it's not damp, making sure you're always got firewood, all those sorts of things, right? And then people are like, well, you know, you know, how do you how do you do that? Well, mm-hmm. the the main the main principle is that you get stuck in the head of space of that you still have to work, you know, a 45, 50 hour week. No, you don't. Because mm-hmm. actually, if my out if my outgoings are 90 pound a week, then I probably only need to work one day a week. So I actually have six days a week to do all those things. Mm-hmm. And I think once you get your head around it, like in the last 12 months, we've just gone down to four days a week. And we've Amazing. we've we've uh we've compiled all our hours into four days so that we mm. have three days off mm. so that we have a proper rest um but i don't need to have a proper rest if my if i can take my time to do the things i need to do right yeah. so if my jobs this morning was to get some water boil the water go and pick some veg prepare some food for later chop some wood um and you know fix a fix a fence and i've got and I've got 
a 12 hour window to do all that i can take my time yeah. i can wander around and take my time right i can have mm. my i can eat my food when i'm supposed to eat in daylight hours i can i can make sure that i rest when i want to rest you know and i can live in accordance to nature mm. not yes. as a as opposed from nature because mm. i think what we forget bliss is that we are nature yeah right well, we are nature. we're yes, not we are we're creatures we're yeah. creatures of the earth right and we always i think because of our 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 brains and our our egos we're always the voyeur of the world right we are always what we go on safari to see the animals right we go out on pleasure cruises on boats to see the dolphins mm, you know yeah. we're always we're always watching something else do something else you know we, we stick animals in cages because we feel we have the right to see a giraffe in dorset in england right because it's my right as a human that i must be able to see one if i want to and no fucking hell if you don't see an animals from the serengeti it's because you don't fucking live there love do you know what I mean? It's yeah, right. You know, absolutely. you you see what you see as part of your surroundings, as part of your indigenous surroundings, right? I am a British person living on the British Isles. I see what I see. I am part. My part of my culture is where I live and where I'm grown up, yeah. and that's all I should be able to. That's all I should be able to be um, seeing if I want to live in harmony and in balance with my surroundings, right? Mm. So. I, I went on a bit of a tangent there, but I feel quite passionate about that, right? And there's nothing it. wrong with traveling. There's nothing wrong with traveling, right? And if you, you know, we have planes and we have boats and blah, blah, blah. And that's great. But, you know, we don't, as human beings, we don't have the right to see and do everything we want, we think we do. You know, if we see ourselves as part of rather than separate from, mm. and we recognize that, when you're on safari flits and you're in the van in front of me, you're part of my my view, right? So I'm viewing you as part of my surroundings, right? Does mm -hmm. that make you part of the does that make mm. you part of the Serengeti? Of course it does, because you're in my view, right? Yeah. You're not separate from it just because you're in a van. And I think there's that thing, right? You know, that's as humans, we need to just like take a breath, you know, step outside, take your shoes and socks off and go and stand on some grass somewhere. <laughs> grounding <laughs> is so important and hardly any of us do it and here we are wearing shoes nine hours of the day when we should be barefoot out on grass on on soil yeah on, in sand you, know, when you, you think <clears throat> we're we're only a hop skip and jump away from being those people anyway oh, God, like yeah. we've moved on so we've moved on so much in the last what 400 years you know our our brains haven't caught up with that yet no, you know, no. and our intu intuitive side of us and our natural DNA, the stuff, stuff that runs through us, that prana, that life force, doesn't want to. When I look out the window, doesn't want to. Doesn't want to connect with the concrete and the cars that are parked out there. It wants to see sunshine, blue. It wants to see what the, the what I call the blue and the green, right? So I want to see. I want to see a bit of the sea. I want to see a bit of the this countryside or the forest and i want to i want to have a mix of blue and green and if you don't have a mix of blue and green in your life then you need to try and do something about it as much as you can people who live in city centers still have parks people who live out miles out in in the mountains still have access to streams and rivers and lakes 
So we all have access to blue and green. Mm. It's just whether you're prepared to turn Netflix off uh, and get and off your ass and <clears throat> stop scrolling, stop scrolling and sitting there and scratching your balls and get out and do something about it. Or scratching someone else's balls. I mean, that, mm. that might but be something Whatever, whatever floats your boat, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think that happened plenty in COVID, didn't it, with all these COVID babies? <laughs> uh, I've got I've got a grandchild to prove that is yeah. what happens. <laughs> Aww, beautiful. Um, yeah, I've got. I think you're so right in terms of the nature side of things, and I think really we're so hooked to this reptile unit of ours, and kind of going back to that manifestation side of things all the time. We're here scrolling. Manifestation can't happen, let alone if you know what manifestation is. Mm. You know? Mm. And if you're scrolling, you can't manifest a different way of living as such. And you can't actually find that consciousness and that awareness to go, oh my God, I've been stuck indoors in my office all day, or I've been stuck indoors in the barbershop all day. So I've been in four walls. I've then walked home or got in the car and got home I'm in another four more walls I don't have a garden because mm. maybe I live in an apartment oh mm-hmm. I've not seen water today I've not seen grass like but yeah actually how much of an individual will actively and purposely and consciously tell that to themselves to go and get that blue and green fix mm. uh- you know, I I, I, I sat uh, and listened to someone doing a talk last week, a guy called Sam Lee, and mm. he's a great guy. He's a storyteller and he is a collector of music. And mm. he is also profoundly engaged with forest and woods. And um, and I took what one of the things I took from that was, you know, find a tree that's local to you and make friends with it. Nice. because trees you know trees live for hundreds and hundreds of years mm-hmm. if you let them thousands right if you've got like yew trees will live for yeah. up to three thousand years right so if you stand next to a tree and just put your hand on it and say hi and walk off for a tree that's like a millisecond right so you need to spend some time with that tree Have for it to know that you're there I can imagine you've yeah, had a tree. Yeah, I do it all yes. the time. Yeah. I do it all the time. Oh my god, absolutely. <laughs> In Bristol, there was um um a tree that I would go to and I actually got introduced to it by the guy who who does dogs and dudes and he created something where he would get a group of men together with dogs and go for mental health walks, walks and talks. Yeah. But his name's not coming up to me. But he took me on a walk and he showed me this 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 amazing tree. And I mean, like, ever since he showed that to me, I would go to this tree and I would just, like, me, I couldn't, like, my arms would probably get around, like, nearly half of it. Like, yeah, it was just yeah, amazing. huge. And you just to stand there and just embrace that. And, like... Anybody who's not a tree hugger might feel this is a bit of a woo-woo thing, but I can physically feel the heartbeat of the tree when I just am Mm. present with it. I don't know whether you can relate to that kind of sense of that energy transaction, but it's like 
I'm giving this tree a hug and I can feel its heartbeat and it's got feelings and it's got energy. And yeah, I knew you'd be a tree hugger. <laughs> well, you know, uh, the thing is, is if you feel connected to your environment, then you have to feel connected to trees and they are so magical. There's a great book on Audible and you can buy the hard copy of it. Um, it's um, The Secret Life of Trees. Mm. And when you read it, <clears throat> when you when you know a bit more about your surroundings, like everything, right? When you know a bit more of your, your surroundings, you see the world differently. Mm-hmm. And then luckily I live near the New Forest. So I'm a 10, 15 minute drive from the New Forest and I can be in ancient woodland within 15 minutes of where I live. So I am so blessed, right? Um, and, you know, I can walk around and, you know, trees have families, you know, there's female and male trees. Those trees make their own children. You know, they ha- there are families of trees. One thing I want to say to people is, and we're going on about trees now, right? So sorry, but I, um, but I want you to, I want, so the people that are listening to this, I want them to have a little look out for this one thing, right? Mm-hmm. So something that I learned a little while ago about trees is that, when you find an old tree and the branches are coming downwards, right? So the the branches are coming downwards towards the ground. The reason why that is, isn't because it's it's dehydrated or it hasn't got enough fluid or a lot. What happens is, is, is that that tree is getting older. And as the tree is getting older, it's branches and big branches at the bottom will start to grow towards the ground because it's holding itself up, right? This is how intelligent trees are, right? And they hold themselves up. So, but what happens is people go, oh, that, those branches are really low. We'll cut them off. You can reduce the length of a tree's life by at least a decade by doing that. So the next time you're in the woods or the forest or you're near some trees and there's some trees that look a little bit older and their branches are heading towards the ground, you can think to yourself, that's an old tree and it's trying to support itself. And it's a really lovely feeling when you know what that tree's trying to do. Yeah. And it's a really beautiful thing, right? And the other thing, one other thing that one, we can move on from trees. No, come we can on, branch keep out going. somewhere else. <laughs> you can branch out somewhere yes. else. Metaphor. Um, so the other, yeah, the, the, the other thing is, is if you see a tree stump, and sometimes you see a tree stump, a tree has been cut, cut back, and then there's a, a fresh shoot coming out from the middle of that tree stump, right? The reason why that's happened is because the trees around it are sending their nutrients to the roots of that stump and it's helping to regenerate that tree so it comes back to life that's what that's the beauty of tree and when you walk amongst them and you know that's what's happening secretly and quietly and very gently then you have a whole new perspective of walking through the woods so yeah Um, i think people need to know about these things no that's amazing i mean i didn't know i didn't know both of those things I mean, I certainly am aware that, you know, trees talk to one another and they, and it's all restorative and, and things, but I didn't, I never really considered it until, you know, I've not had the awareness until you brought the awareness to me just now, particularly about the branches coming down to the ground to support itself. Mm. I didn't know that. So Mm. you're definitely more of a tree hugger than I. I must admit, I do spend a bit of time under trees. <laughs> oh, but that's so beautiful. That's so beautiful. And, you know, it's it's one thing being in nature, but the other thing, but the other thing is being with nature. Mm. Mm. 
Yeah. You can yeah. be in nature, but not really be with nature. And that's that's it. Yeah. You know? Vivani and I, when we went to um, the medicine festival that we went to last week, mm-hmm. we were lucky enough to be in um, a really nice um, piece of land. And on that piece of land, there's an, a, a thousand year old yew tree there. Um, and so we were taken on a, a silent walk. Two, about 200 of us walked silently through the woods to meet what they call Grandmother Tree. And um, Bhavani and I were part of that, and we were so lucky to be part of that. Um, and we mm-hmm. sat under this yew tree and we hummed together, which is a really lovely hit sound. Mm-hmm. And then we hummed and chanted the different names of the yew tree that are used through different you know, timelines and countries and languages. And as that happened, a bird of prey was calling out and flying around above us. And I was like, how have they managed to arrange this? This is amazing. (laughs) And the thing was, they didn't, but nature did, right? You know, Mm -hmm. and if you sit still long enough and you sit quietly long enough, um, things will come to you. And I think that's a really nice metaphor for life that you know we spend so much time chasing stuff right when you're chasing stuff you're not still and if you're not still things can't find you mm-hmm. and you know it's a bit like when you go for a walk and you get lost or you know if you're on Dartmoor or wherever you might be right if you're if you're lost they say you know rescue teams say don't keep moving stay still we can't find you if you keep moving and it was a really, really, it happened to me twice. It happened to me then. And then just the other day um, at the festival, it was, I mean, there was 6,000 people there. There was lots of people there. Bhavani was going off to go and get some warm clothes for the evening. And I said, I'm going to sit under this tree and just be here and just people watch. And whilst I pe- was sat there people watching, four different people came over to me during the time that I was sat there, which was about 40 minutes that I hadn't seen all weekend and I'd been there for nearly five days and I hadn't seen them because we're all moving around. Right. Mm -hmm. But because I was set still, I bumped into people that I hadn't seen for four years and four or five years. And I probably wouldn't have bumped into them if I hadn't just been sat still. And it was, so it it was a really nice, uh, that's what I took away from that, you know, spending time, having some time off, And I'm really going back to the manifestation thing. Sometimes we all like to think that, you know, we have to be the doing because, you know, you're a bit like me. I'm seeing you on social media and you're, you know, you're, you've got your streams of interest coming in your yoga and your barbering and your podcasts and, and, you know, and I'm like that too. I'm very much like, okay, I've got a free day. What can I, how can I fill it? Yeah. Um, And, but I think the one thing that, what I've noticed is that the, when I notice things come my way, it's not because I've always pushed it. It's because I've taken the foot off the gas and just stayed still for a minute. And someone's gone, oh, there he is. I'll approach him. And it, that's, that's, that was a real lesson for me. As I'm getting older, I'm recognising that I have to, you know, tune into the patience and, uh, um, and the, the simple life. You know, mm-hmm. be a bit more simple, be a bit more still. And there's nothing there's nothing wrong with, you know, pursuing goals, right? But what I, the point I'm making is that, that there needs to be a balance in that. 
you know, if you're constantly running forward all the time and you're just constantly at, at that, number one, you're burning out. Yeah. And number two, you're bypassing so many other things, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the classic Amazing. metaphor for that is, mm. yeah, the classic metaphor for that is, you know, it's not about the destination, it's all about the journey, right? So there you go, isn't it? You know, it's, it's, like, it's, like being, it's a bit like when you hear people say, oh, you know, I was on the train and I missed my stop. Or I was on the bus and I missed my stop. It's because you weren't watching your surroundings and you weren't taking in what was, it's probably because you were sat on your phone. Yeah. <laughs> Scrolling away, look, looking at a load of old shit. Yeah. And then looked up and went, I went, oh, oh fuck. fuck. <laughs> 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 because I've done it myself. <laughs> yeah, I nearly did that the other week. And, um, <laughs> And so I did that nearly the other week on the train. And then it just so happened that happened on the tram as well in Melbourne. And I went two stops beyond where I was meant to be. And it took me 10 more minutes to walk back to where I needed to get off. I was like, oh, my Christ. Like that was, if I wasn't on my phone, that's what I said to myself. If I wasn't on my phone, you stupid idiot, then you would have been able to get off at your destination and you would have been able to get to your friend's house on time. <laughs> yeah you know one thing that I would love to hear about is your experience with plant medicine because this isn't a topic that's come to light on the podcast yet but it's something I definitely want to explore myself and I think it's so beneficial so I mean look if, if it's something that you'd be happy to share um then do so but if not then I'm not forcing you to like hey yes you've got to talk about this with my slipper and I'll whack you know (laughs) <laughs> uh look first and foremost i need to say that i and in no way the the, the be all and end all of any of this I, I i'm dipping my toe into this um area of of well-being yeah. and of connection okay I, I i don't profess to be an expert on this at yeah. at all in any way shape or form in fact i'm not an expert on anything no but you're reading my but, mind so much tonight. What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying, thinking that in my head, like, no one's an expert, really. <laughs> um, and no, and you can never know everything, right? No. But all I all I know is me, and is all I can speak experience. from is my my experience. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, I have for the last <clears throat> uh, three and a half months um, been working alongside microdosing and mm-hmm. working with the mushrooms yeah wow with lion's mane and reishi and things like that and 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 cacao and you know people don't maybe think as cacao as plant medicine but it really is a plant um i had an experience my very first experience of happy mm-hmm. um <clears throat> which is tobacco the tobacco the grandfather so yeah. That's as far as it, as it goes to me. Um, I have many, many friends who uh, have had other experiences of plant medicine, mm-hmm. you know, cambo and the cactus and yeah. ayahuasca and mm-hmm. all those areas. For me, um, I don't feel that I am ready or need to go deeper than what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I self awareness. Yeah, I, I, I'm i a great believer in that, you know, you have everything that you need, right? And, you know, we are kitted out absolutely to be able to navigate our life with everything on board that we already have, right? Yeah. This 
vehicle we have, the mind that we have, the brain that we have, the system that we have, has everything that we need. Um, what plant medicine does and what the plants do is they open up new pathways, new neural pathways, new gateways, new ways of looking, coming on that sideways view. Mm -hmm. But for me, I'm very much about my, I want to be focused on my culture. Um, my culture isn't um, Cambo. My culture isn't um, Ayahuasca. That's not where I'm from. That's not woven into my DNA. Um, I'm from the British Isles. And so I'm I'm making a relationship and a connection with mycelium, with the plants through mushroom and fungi. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I am at yeah. this time in, yeah. at the moment and um you know i always would always say that you know you you need you need to be having therapy alongside any of these things if Absolutely. that's where you're going because mm. just taking a plant medicine just doing tobacco ceremony just doing ayahuasca just doing cambo just doing whatever it is you're doing just microdosing yeah. you know they're they're there to help you with the work that you do for yourself mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i i i truly believe that everyone should have a therapist oh, i really do God, and absolutely if you if you tell me that you're an unwounded human being that has no, no nothing to work through then you're either not a human being or you're a liar mm -hmm. so you know we've all had trauma in our life just being born is a traumatic experience right yeah. so being pushed out of someone's vagina or being cut open and being pulled out through someone's belly whether That's you traumatic. remember it or you don't it's traumatic right mm. we've also we were born with a traumatic experience right That's a traumatic experience and so we all have a, from that point onwards we've all have life experiences and not all and not all of them are positive upbeat and all the rainbows right some of them can create that shadow side of us some of us some of us will find it um deeply wounding and some of us have had very traumatic experiences and some of us have luckily haven't so i really believe that part of whatever money you have left over at the end of the month if you can have one therapy session a month um, and, and make room for that that should that should be that should be like part of your food budget essential priority 100 you know, 100%. You, know you 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 should be paying your rent paying your bills, buying your food and having therapists, you know, and why? Because it gives you, it, it helps you to unpick stuff for yourself. Talking therapy is amazing because generally when you're having any therapy, anyone who's had therapy knows this, that's listening to this right now, will know that whilst you're saying stuff, the answer comes to you while you're saying it, right? Yeah. And as you unpick it, because the therapist is there just to be a witness for you most of the time. They're there just to, and that's what, that's why I started sharing circles in 2017 was because yeah. what I recognized was when people were sat in a chair of truth back to the full circle back to barbershop, mm -hmm. when they're sat in the, in the chair of truth, the number one thing that they want to do is they want to have somebody, they want to be seen and they want to be heard. And as human beings, fundamentally, that's all we want, really. We want to be seen and we want to be heard. And that's either by our community and our friends or our partners. And it's it's really important that we recognise that when we 
do find somebody and we do find our community and we do find those people who are prepared to just listen and not give you any advice but they're there for you just to just say what you want to say man those are the people you need around you right mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. that's that's your tribe Amen. right that they they're your they're your people they're absolutely. your people absolutely yeah completely you know? you know it's it's amazing that you bring up micro dosing because again another similarity like boom it just keeps on coming um, in 2021, I ended up microdosing LSD. So not plant medicine. Obviously, LSD is a man-made mm. substance. Yep. And mm-hmm. I was microdosing for a couple of months. And for me, I mean, I would love to hear your experience, but for me, I found clarity. I was mm-hmm. a lot more creative and I was productive. Yep. These three, it, I, was, I turned into being really creative I found clarity and I became productive. Those are the three things that I can catastrophically say during my microdosing experience, it was so profound. And I mean, you know, I look at microdosing in the future as well, and I would like to transfer over to microdosing mushrooms as well, um, more so because it is on the plant side and it's more to do with nature and Mother Earth rather than a man made thing. So from your experience of microdosing, obviously with mushrooms, from what I'm understanding, what's been what what have you noticed that has helped you or, or changed you or you know like like I said, I, those are my three words that I can explain mm. what microdosing did for me. Like if you were to say three mm. words for your experience, what would your three words be? Mm. Um, I think fundamentally the word holding. I feel that there was a holding for me, um, like a background holding. I had more clarity. I've never been diagnosed with anything apart from dyslexia, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> I definitely, we all, we all, we're all on a spectrum somewhere, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely function um, sometimes a bit erratically, and you know, I. I, I definitely am a very much a sort of having to do and then burn out and then having to do and then burn out. And I think it's it helped me break. So I had a holding, um, I've had clarity and it's helped me to break old patterns. Mm. Um, they're the things, they're the three things that have helped because of the, like I said, you know, you need to have that therapy alongside it because yes. the way that it was described to me was that, you know, uh, it's about creating new neural pathways is about it's about not keep walking that well-trodden path Mm -hmm. that keeps bringing you the same outcome all the time every time you know it's that you know it's like the the classic saying you know you keep doing the same thing over and over again expecting a different result and i really what i recognized was that yeah you have to you know fight back the weeds and you have to do some work to create a new pathway, a new way of thinking, a new, a new navigation. Um, and it does take a little bit of work, but once you've walked that path a couple of times, it becomes easier. And the more you walk that path, that shortcut to where you want to be, it's a much better um, outcome. And on the back of that, part of the yoga um training and part of the way that I live my life is all about you know 
trying to become the witness to what is happening. So, you know, we talk about being the witness to the breath and the witness to the body and the witness to the mind. And I think that's the thing. I think for me, that's what it helped when I talk about clarity, what it helped me be was become a witness to my own thoughts. So I wasn't, Beautiful. I still do it. I still do it. I still, I will still, you know, Bhavani will say something to me and I'll go, oh, fucking hell. Oh. <laughs> just instantly just, you know, because I'm a human being, right? Yeah. But a lot of the time I'm not so responsive and reactive now. You know, I take my time to consider what I'm saying more and more and more and it's not just because i'm taking the mushrooms it's not just because i'm doing the therapy it's not just because i'm sleeping well it's not just because i'm on a good diet and it's not just because i do yoga it's because of all those things yeah and it's not one one thing won't fix you it's like saying i'm only going to eat broccoli for the rest of my life yes fundamentally broccoli is good for you but if you eat it for the rest of your life not only will you smell pretty bad but you would be very poorly after probably about a year. Yeah. So, you know, it's about everything, right? You have to you have to take in all of the things that are good for you, recognize that not just one thing is the, is a is a single fix. Mm-hmm. And then when you can do that, when you recognize that actually I need to pick from these different fruit trees to create a beautiful salad, then I understand that I am I am that beautiful salad if I'm doing all those different things yeah. and a little bit of all those different things um, in the right balance has helped me um, beyond words. And I think, you know, for three years, Vavani and I, you know, have now been in and out of the sea quite a lot as well. So it's just, and that's going back to the nature thing, but um you know, there's a guy called Jamie Cato, um, and he wrote a book called Insanely Gifted. And I went on one of his courses, and um, and um, <clears throat> he he runs great courses, and he does a lot of stuff around mental health and well-being and stuff. And he you know he talks about the the five vessels or five cups of, of well-being. And I've always sort of worked around that. You know, there must be more than one thing as well. And and I've I've said you know the five the five fundamentals you know we should have five fundamentals that we should always recognize that keep us on our path because when you're feeling discombobulated it's because you're one of your cups is empty um you know and you need to make a list put it on your fridge and check in with it each morning you know like am i am i you know what are my five things my five things are you know i, I need to eat well i need to sleep well I need to hydrate, I need to be around my loved ones, mm-hmm. and I need to be in nature. Mm-hmm. They're my five things, right? They're Beautiful. pretty simple, mm-hmm. pretty simple bliss. Mm-hmm. But if I haven't seen my friends and my loved ones, then I feel out of whack. If I've not hydrated, I feel out of whack. If I've not gone to bed on time, I feel out of whack. It just takes one of those things to make you mm-hmm. feel off kilter. Yeah. And if I'm not doing three of those five things, then I'm a proper prick to be around. So I need to know that, right? And I need to know that why am I feeling like a prick? Why do I feel like a miserable bastard? It's not anybody else's fault because it's not the thing, you know, when you hear people go, oh, that person was doing that and made, they made me feel mm. like this. Oh, that grinds no one me, makes, that. No one mm. makes you feel anything, yeah. right? Mm. No, one ha- no one has the right to make you feel anything, right? And Only it's you responsibility. should choose that. It's our responsibility. Hun- with our feelings, 100%. our emotions, our thoughts. Hundred percent. So it's not 
it's not somebody else making you feel a particular way. It, it's your perspective on what's happening. Mm-hmm. And when you're in a good place, you can say, do you know what that person over there is saying these words and saying these things? What, what a shame that person has got that in their heart, right? I, I wonder what their lives look like. Or when you're out of sorts, what you'll be doing is saying, that person over there has been an asshole to me. I probably should have a fight with them. <laughs> you know? And that's the same, right? It's the same thing. It's like, I don't know, I don't know why, but I should probably go and have a fight with them. And that's why you, you see people doing the road rage things, why people are just, they're just so full of anxiety, yeah. stress, and mm. un- unawareness mm. that when they're encapsulated in this little box yeah. made of metal, they think they're infallible yeah. and they can just shout and holler when actually what they need to do is Go question to why they feel they need, yeah, have a therapy session. What question, they need to question why they think yeah. that that's okay. Mm. Why yeah. is that okay? Absolutely. Well, because it's really not. <laughs> no. And the thing is, I guess when you're in a car driving and road rage happens, you're, you're being um, rageous towards somebody on the road like you it's almost like you've got a barrier you're safe right that person can't come up to you and smack you in the face so it's almost like you feel like you can do what you want because you're behind these closed doors so to speak you know um Mm. and it you don't have much oh god what's the word precipitation you don't get like you're not going to get much flipping it i hate losing my words um, oh, when people you get comeback, you're not going to get much yes, comeback from them. Yes, you know, you're, you're not no, really yeah. going to get comeback from it because no. you're going too fast anyway. Yeah. Um, mm. And, uh, you know, and this is, I guess, where a lot of people possibly just aren't actually in tune with their mm. demeanour and their persona and their feelings, their emotions, their thoughts. They're so detached from it that this road rage comes out, but they don't even think, twice about it because they're going to do it again on another day when really maybe they need to look at their life and look at their five fundamentals but they've got no awareness around this so how on earth could that one person find awareness around Mm. realizing that they've just done road rage and people get then and it's also i don't know about you but i feel like road rage happens and then you'll be angry for the rest of the day just because of that one occurrence let go of that energy like let go yeah. of that shit, like Tai Chi, that yeah. shit. But people hold yeah. on to it, right? They hold on to this energy mm. and then that goes into the day. And then you get to work and one of your colleagues might say something that you like snap at them for or whatever. You go to McDonald's and they're not being quick enough for you. I mean, I don't know why I brought McDonald's up, but because <laughs> I don't go to McDonald's. <laughs> but I'm just thinking of the people that would do road rage would be the ones that go to McDonald's. <laughs> Well, there you go. Because <laughs> they're not eating healthy, right? Good diet. There you go. It's part of the good diet. Yeah, and that's um, it, right? And so that's going back to what you were talk- what you asked in the first place. And well, you know, in, in about you know the plant medicine thing is that is that I think it's that being able to be the witness, right? And so, but what I will say, and I need to say this as a as a caveat across the board to this, is that that you know if you're meeting someone down a dark alley to to buy plant medicine in inverted commas then that's not plant medicine and you need to really find your community around around any of this you know and when i say you need to find your community you need if this doesn't if this isn't even on your map it's probably because it's not for you right now 
Um, if this isn't in your awareness, it's because it's not time now. Um, uh, and, you know, things will appear to you when the time is ready. The medicine will appear to you when the, when the time is ready. If it is ever and ready. The other, if you are ever ready. And that I will say also that if you do come across something and you want to start even if you're just even if it's just like lion's mane and reishi and other you know uh, and, and other um le legal uh me medicines that you can take and you're drinking cacao like that's a really good grounding heart opening experience you know to have ceremonial gray cacao um that's sourced from a really good ethical place that the person who you're getting it from knows the tribes that it's coming from, where it's grown and how it's sourced so that you're not connecting to any child labor or any infringements around that. And I think what's really important is the two words, which is set and setting. And, you know, cacao is not to be drunk on the tube on the way to work, right? That's not what it's about doing your morning practice taking you know your your mushroom doses and your powders and whatever else you're doing is not to be taken in a car park in kent somewhere so <laughs> it's like you know you know or an asda you know yeah. car park in asda right yeah. it's not that's not what it's about right you have to make time mm -hmm. and make it a ceremony you know and if you don't know what that looks like then you need to go to some first so you need to start to look for cacao ceremonies, yoga sessions that are holding maybe sound baths and, you know, gong baths. And those start going to, if you've not done any of this, right? I'm not, I don't want to preach to converted. For, for those of you that are listening to this that already do this, you know, you can skip past this bit because you already know <laughs> it, right? But, but if you've never done any of these things, then dip your toe in gently and start to see what the languaging around this stuff is, the way that people talk. and Yeah, there will be a little bit of woo-woo stuff and it might trigger you and it might bring up stuff in you. But have a look at that because everyone's on their own journey, right? So the person that's covered in feathers and crystals and got 17 mala bees around their neck, right? I go, oh God, fucking hell. Like, it's just so over the top. But that person's just on their own journey, right? And they're mm. just trying, they're desperately trying to express to the rest of the world that they're doing the work baby mm -hmm. right so that's what they're doing so go and find a yoga class or a session that's not in a sports center go and find it with a proper person who lives their life as a yogi who is living it out right because yoga is not on the mat yoga is how you live your life as you know well mm -hmm. and it's find that person first right have some conversations with people that you know, find out where to meet this person and go and find that person. That person will open up a whole new world to you. It's a whole new world. <laughs> I'm so glad interlude. you tried Music singing interlude. that because I was not going to do that. <laughs> I that, that's see it. see if you've ever read wig and things. <laughs> <laughs> oh but, my goodness. And so yeah, so look look how look how quickly I go from being really serious about something to just <laughs> being an idiot. <laughs>
Oh that, my goodness. That's my per- that's my that's my yes, personality, right? And absolutely. it's just you know, I, I and I and I and my sessions that I run are always like that. You know, yeah. there is always an underlying really mm. fundamental strong tone to everything that I do. But at the same time, I love to have a laugh about it yeah, too. Yeah, you've got to have that undertone, you know, right? Undertone of of joyous laughs and fun, and not taking things too serious and things like absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, because life life can be too serious if you want it to be. Mm-hmm. And um, as an adult, we you know, as an adult, we get to make those choices, right? Whether we yes are stuck in that space or not you know it's like you know the same choices that you have as an adult you know when you open your fridge it's not just what your mum's bought you know so you know it you get to you get to choose right and you know with shifting into adulthood the world's opened for you to make all your own decisions you know you're not being parented anymore Mm. but when I say that you're not being parented you know for those that are maybe not feeling great and aren't looking after themselves as well, that's when you need to parent yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, and that's, and that for me, that's like, you know, you don't have a parent anymore that is telling you what to do on a day. Right. Um, but as an adult, if you're living by yourself or you're living with a partner and you're feeling like things aren't going well, then you need to parent yourself, mm-hmm. you know, because maybe the little person in you is running the show and you need yeah. to just step in and go, Oh, Oh, hold on a minute. Why am I eating an ice cream sandwich for dinner? You know? What's wrong with one of them? I do that. <laughs> my five-year-old. My five-year-old is way too present at the moment. <laughs> I need to step in here. <laughs> oh um, and there's nothing wrong with an ice cream sandwich. <laughs> no. Oh, my goodness. Are we going white or brown bread, sourdough, rye? What are we doing? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm a bit of a hipster, so it's always sourdough. <laughs> yes. Um, you know... You've got to spend at least five pounds on a loaf of bread, if it, otherwise you're not a proper hipster, are you? And have it chunky sliced <laughs> as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly. And you know, like <laughs> when it comes to parenting ourselves, it's actually the one thing that's been quite prominent for me within my therapy journey is actually reparenting myself. Like, no, hang on, unparenting yeah. and then reparenting, because okay, yeah. It's for me, I've gone on this journey throughout my life and I've been parented just like everybody else gets parented. Then you get to that adult and you've got to start making your own choices, your own decisions, and you create your life however you're creating it at one given time. And then when I stepped into therapy, I realized there's so much stuff that I actually need to like unlearn and then learn a different way for me to be able to actually live fulfilling to what's aligned with myself, because I kind of, in a way, got told who I was going to be. Um, or not necessarily like my mum and dad being like, right, this is who you're going to be. But based on thinking about society, need, well, so based, thinking based on society. So, you know, I understood you grew up, you went to college, well, you finished school, you went to college or uni, you found a job that paid the bill. So you was employed, there was like no option for self-employment you'd met a partner, you'd get a house, you'd have kids, right? And I Mm. was solidly set on that way of life. And Mm. it turned, it got to the point where I went to, when I turned 25, went traveling and I realized, oh, hang on a second. So hang on, you're saying that I don't need to have children. I don't need to get married. And as soon as I had that 
um it was almost like a not approval but I always got given this plate saying hey this is another option and I yeah. had to unlearn what society norms told me I had to unlearn the stories that my parents had told me that this is how life happens and then I had to like relearn my own life and actually how do I want to live what are my beliefs what are my values and that's been a heck of a journey to unpack all of that and I'm mm. still unpacking things to this day you know we're always unpacking mm. stuff right we, do we ever heal completely yeah. you know we go through life and then another incident happens whether it's you lose your job or you lose your business or a grandparent dies whatever you then gotta mm. come back to a, a, another time you're just like oh god okay this is going to be something I've got to go through and then from that I'm going to heal and and it's just so forth so it's been a really interesting journey and when it comes to like yeah like you say you've got to start to parent yourself when you're an adult you know you're the one that chooses what food goes in the fridge and you're the one that chooses what food goes in your mouth you're the one that chooses what time you go to bed you're the one that chooses what time you get up and yeah I it's something that so many of us should really look at doing and if you're not doing it be curious about it right because once you've got that curiosity and you start understanding how you can live alternatively rather than based on what you've always known things just open up for you from what I've experienced anyway yeah of course yeah yeah 100% you hit the nail on the head there when you know you're saying about you know it is your choice and what you said was really true is you know if you can learn something you can unlearn it Mm -hmm. and you know because what what we the way that I look at it is right when we when we think about what what our knowledge is right so, so knowledge is something that you've ret- retained that somebody else or somewhere else has informed you of that you feel comfortable with right otherwise you think it's not true so when you think of all the things that you feel is your knowledge and that you believe in it the only reason it sits there in your psyche in your filing cabinet of things that you know and you haven't pulled that file out and thrown it to the fire it's because at this time you feel comfortable with it so you call it your knowledge right and your understanding Uh, but there's a difference between knowledge and wisdom Mm. because you can be really well read and you can listen to all the podcasts and watch all the youtube stuff and you can read everything and you can be able to regurgitate everybody else's story and Mm -hmm. everybody else's philosophy right i can talk to you about the power of now work totally i can talk to you about rich roll and his philosophy on life and and diary of a ceo and oh. or mate um brene brown all those people and all those people that i mentioned should definitely be looked at because they all have amazing amazing outlooks on life mm-hmm. and have opened my mind to lots of different things mm-hmm. but fundamentally my knowledge of all that is only based on the fact that I feel comfortable with it and when I feel uncomfortable with it it no longer is part of my knowledge repertoire so knowledge isn't just something that is just grounded in that you know oh well this is this and that's the end of it so it's that's not it because you know you can say to me well this is black well actually is there more one tone of black and when you know there's more than the deepest deepest black and the lightest black and the charcoal black and you know that black isn't just black 
right? Mm. Because that's your knowledge, right? Mm -hmm. But when you're four, black is black, right? Yeah. And white is white and green is green. But then when you look at a tree, you go, well, that's not just one green on that tree, right? So that's our knowledge. It expands and it evolves. Our knowledge changes based on how much we expose ourselves to. Yeah. This is the learning and unlearning, right? Okay, so I learn this from these people. These people, my teachers, my peers at that time of whatever age I was, they partake in this lineage of thinking and they're going to pass it on to me. And that's how I will think from now on until I express a need and a desire to find my own way. Yeah. And you're, oh, that's, either, that's either encouraged or it's not. Mm -hmm. But when you're no longer in the ramifications of living under somebody's roof and you can do your own, then you're, you can explore. Yeah. If you're open to that, you know, and I think it's really important that the difference between finding somebody that's wise and finding somebody that's knowledgeable, they yeah. don't always go hand in hand together. No. They're not always the same mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. And you, you know, when you, there's knowing and knowing, right? When you know something and then you deeply know something, right? Yeah. You know it from your heart and you know it from your core. That's the wisdom. Yes. Right. That's when you're checking in with your wise, beautiful self that you are, the wise spiritual being that's encased in the human body, that's the wisdom bit, right? Mm -hmm. That is the bit that I'm talking about when we all talk about we, we have everything that we need. Yeah. You know, you can read a book that will trigger something in you, that will highlight a subject in you, that will give you a doorway to an expression, but ultimately it's always in there. Mm. you just have to like the tree analogy sit up you just have to take time and let it come up in you yeah and then you'll hear your own wise self yeah. and that's part of us growing mm. and, and evolving and it doesn't always come with age right because there's 20 year olds like that absolutely you know? you know what it is what words come into my mind as you're saying all of this is implementation once you've mm. got that knowledge to become wise, you need to implement that knowledge into your life and get the experience. Mm. And then what you were saying about you truly then know your why behind it, you know within yourself, that's come from you experiencing what you found out. And for me, you've hit the nail on the head. And when you say, you can read all of these books, you can listen to this audio book, you can watch all these Netflix or these YouTube videos. and then just talk the words but actually mm -hmm. you've got to go away and implement what these amazing humans are sharing and witness what they truly mean and once you've yeah. witnessed that experience that's for me where the wisdom comes into it exactly yeah yeah because the knowledge that you have like i say changes yeah but the the wisdom that is deeply embedded in you is is the same yes and you know the fundamentals of having a human experience and why i believe we're here in the first place mm. is that we have to be on this vibration to be experiencing certain things if you are just a spiritual entity not encased by this awkward body that we all have in different manifestations and different sizes and with with different abilities mm. okay um 
then you know you're not going to be able to learn the thing you you know how how can you learn those things you know how can you evolve as a spiritual entity as a spiritual being and you know that might trigger a few people me talking about that but um you know that's that's for them to to sit with that and decide what they want to do with it but that's just yeah. like i say i only t- i only talk from my experience and how i see the world i don't talk from anybody else's experience and how they see the world because that's their experience right yeah but you know i feel comfortable and it gives me faith that this is a temporary vehicle that i'm in and you know uh, i'm like all vehicles you need to maintain them and look after them if you want to be around for a bit longer i mean saying that you know i got into my vehicle yesterday and uh, my gear stick just was all loose and i wouldn't get it into gear oh no <laughs> and, <laughs> and do you know what so this is a really good learning yesterday really yeah. really good learning for this was my where me and my wife where me and bavani are right now i yeah. think really showed up today or yesterday yeah so i i i drove the van to work and we were going to meet the in-laws to have dinner after work bavani was taken by her parents to the restaurant and i was going to meet them in the van and i jumped into the van turned the ignition went to put it in gear, and the gear stick just moving around flapping around everywhere and i was like oh fucking hell yeah it wouldn't go in any gear and so i just had to leave it yeah now most people, well, not most people, but some people would just be losing their shit over that, knowing that basically they've got a car they can't fucking move and it's fucked up, right? And yeah. and it's 7.30 on a Thursday night and blah, blah, blah. My main, my main, the very first thing I thought of was, wow, I was so lucky yesterday that I didn't have to park my car in a paid car park and I parked it in a side road that is free which is really rare around this area. Oh, God, it's so, not just in the UK. Anywhere, I think. Yeah, so n- number one, I don't have to pay for this vehicle to be here overnight at, in a car park. It's not going to cost me any more money to just have it here. Number two, it's safe where it is. I didn't try and drive off and get stuck on a roundabout or in the middle of a road somewhere in a big van, right? So that was great. Number three, it was Thursday that happened. On Monday, I drove... an an hour and a half from the festival that we were in down the motorway to mm-hmm. my house I that, know coming. that could have happened that could have happened on one on the journey home on the motorway could have just it could have yeah. just the bush could have just gone on my gearbox and it could have just fucked me yeah. or i could be stuck in a fucking field somewhere with no gearbox so i was at least i'm at in my hometown it's yeah. not very far away and Worst case scenario is it gets towed back to my house and, you know, I've got a bus, right? I got here by bus this morning with my dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and a dog came to work on yeah. the bus and it was fine. It cost me two pounds. So <laughs> it's nothing, right? But at no point have I lost my shit about it. Yeah. But the weird thing, the, the weird and the funny thing is I went and got a quote um, on Tuesday mm-hmm. for the van to have some work done to it because we're talking about moving back into the van again. Yes. And this van is old but new to us, mm-hmm. and there is some bits. And there, and I have an underlying feeling that it's not we didn't quite buy what we thought we bought. Yeah. Um. And this is just proving. So it's almost like the van's gone. Yeah, you were just thinking about spending a few thousand pounds on me. Yeah, I'm not actually, you know, mechanically sound. I just want to show you that. 
so has mysterious me, ways. It's made me stop, mm. take a breath and just go, is this the right vehicle? Because if if this vehicle becomes my home again or our home again, yeah. um, and we're stuck somewhere like we are right now, that's not a great scenario for, for us. So I have to hear and witness what is happening. Yeah. And that, that, this is what we've all been, what mm-hmm. we built up to is what we've been talking mm-hmm. about. It's like mm-hmm. that scenario right there that happened last night, massive teaching. Yes. And it was really lovely. It was really lovely because yeah. I then got picked up. We went and had dinner at a really amazing place called Dane and Port here okay. in Bournemouth. Yeah. It's, it's the most amazing restaurant. I just want to give them a shout out because their food is fucking They're going to get tagged. And Dane and Port, they're amazing, right? They're, the principle of going in there is that it's always vegan. It's always gluten-free. Mm. It's always organic. Wow. And when you go in there, there is no menu. So oh. you, you receive whatever they were able to source and whatever they can make from that. So wow. they'll ask you if you have any allergies. Yeah. And... And then after that, they then just bring you what they've wow, made. Wow, that's beautiful. That sounds so special. It's such a lovely way to eat. Mm. And, and there's no rush. I mean, we were in there for three and a half hours. Oh, and God. there's no there's no rush. They're very slow about it. They want you to be slow about the way that you eat. Very methodical. Everything's homemade. Nothing's bought. Mm. It's amazing. That it's amazing. So, so yes. So I feel like I felt super nourished by that anyway. And I got up this morning and yeah. I felt okay. And I've had my, I've had me Marmite and me almond butter on toast. I miss Marmite so much. You'd have to send me your address and I'll send you some. <laughs> please send me Marmite. <laughs> yeah, anyone listening to this, send, send Fliss Marmite. <laughs> please. <laughs> Betty White does not cut there's... it. Well, there's an Australian guy called Jason working here at the Bad Hand Studio. Yeah. And um, he has his pot of Vegemite and I have my pot of Marmite. <laughs> and we don't see eye to eye on the Vegemite versus Marmite thing. It's we a don't. true thing. Honestly, Aussies don't like Marmite. Brits don't like Vegemite. It is a thing. And I just I mean, I will have Vegemite if I have to, but I'm like... yeah. It just like leaves it's this not the same. awful. T- it's not marmite. Like that's no, not. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness me. I mean, they've. I mean, they've got some. They've got some nice stuff out there, right? But um, beautiful you know, stuff. But uh, I, I have visited the country, so mm. I'm I'm aware. But you know, it's um, we've got our penguins, and you've got your tin tams, and that's that's all it is, isn't it? Yes. So. It is, it is. <laughs> oh, do you know what? It's um, bloody Tim Tams. I must admit, I do prefer Tim Tams over penguins. Yeah, yeah. I will and say they actually are nicer. Yeah, they absolutely are. Loads of Brits will take packets of Tam Tams home with them. Like, at the airport, <laughs> you get Tam Tams. Tam Tams? You get Tam Tams and you just wedge them in your carry-on. <laughs> <laughs> love it <laughs> oh, oh coming back around to you know the whole thing about well the thing that's coming to mind is how you're just saying about just letting things be 
And mm. how fascinating is it that us humans are busy and we're just going for it and we're trying to force things to happen. But when you sit back and you find patience, you 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 friend you befriend patience and you just let things be, how much simpler is life when you do that versus when you're trying to grind and push and force? And I want to bring that to the fact about how long you and I have been talking about either meeting in person or doing a video call. And we've just let this flow over this course of a year, if not more. There's been no push and pull between us. We've tried to arrange something and then it might not work because maybe I wasn't free or you wasn't free. Neither of us was aggy about it. We was like, that's cool. Yeah, we'll catch up. And now the timing is right. The timing is aligned and we've come together tonight and this morning in the UK. And just how beautiful is that? That there's been this gorgeous energy exchange just purely online all this time. And it's been so effortless. And I feel like this conversation with you has been utterly effortless. And it's just, I just can't believe it because it's just like this has finally happened. And you've just absolutely (laughs) smashed out so many things on my list of like what I'd previously written down to discuss with you. And, (laughs) you know, it's just, it feels so parallel. I feel so at parallel with you. I don't know whether that's even the right saying, but just everything that you've shared and even just by me following you online, I'm just like, oh man, there's just so many would the word be polarity is that even a word yeah i i think so but if it isn't it should be it should be we've just made it we better get that in the dictionary yeah, <laughs> yeah quick <Hurry> up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's just it's just come back around to that thing of going yeah if you just don't force anything and you mm. you let things be i mean obviously you've got to take but this is where you've got to still take action isn't it you You've still yeah. got to take action. You've still got to implement things into your life to enable your life to change and to grow and for you to explore. It's not like you've got to sit in a chair and just be like, oh, well, here I am, universe, give it to me, hand it to me on a plate. That's not what I mean. It's just having trust in the process and and working with what you've got at any given time. And and you find those connections as you go and and it just all naturally happens if you just let it be. And that just comes back to nature. Nature just does what it needs to do. Yep, exactly. That's it, isn't it, right? If you use that as your example for the way that you plan out your life, you can only plan so far ahead and, you know, because there always will be things that will step in your path, like, you know, I could have planned this weekend what I was going to be doing and I need my van to do that. And now I don't have my van right now. So that's not my plan anymore, right? Mm-hmm. So so like Vavani and I always say that our plan is to not really have a plan. Mm-hmm. and um, But to have a series of fundamental goals that you want to achieve in your life, that that's nothing wrong with that too. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, like going full circle and going back to what we do for a living and how we earn our money and what's been really nice is that I've on and off worked for myself pretty much since I finished my apprenticeship mm-hmm. uh, and I work for people and then not and then work for people and then not and really and truly 
I've never been a wealthy man. And whenever I've been close to earning some really good money, it's just never really happened. And mm. I always said that I was always on the border of becoming really well-known and really popular and really yeah. famous. And I had these moments of this is going to happen and then it didn't happen. Mm. This is going to happen and then it didn't happen. You know, you're going to go and work for this big company and be famous and be as yeah. famous Barbara Edison. And then it didn't happen. Yeah, and it, and I always felt like I was always on the precipice of becoming something really mm. big and special, wonderful. And then I realised that um, I already was all those things, but not to yeah. millions of people, but to my family and to my friends and to myself and the people that really matter. Yeah. Because ultimately, when you stop pursuing the admiration of people that you don't know, that's when you'll become happy. Because... You know, and when I when you stop pursuing the financial gain of of life, that's when you'll make the the, the clearest amount of money that you'll ever need to make. You know, I make enough money to pay my way and to have a little bit left over to do the things I like to do. Why? Because I don't push it. It comes to me because I'm concentrating on making people happy, doing the best I can do. And the ramification of that is that I get paid for that. If my goal was like the way that I was trained to see everybody as pound signs or dollar signs in a seat and get as much out of that person as possible, that that's not hard to see through. And someone will notice that actually, do you know what? I'm not your client. I'm not your friend. I'm not somebody that we really know well. We haven't got a great relationship. I'm just here to give you money. Mm-hmm. I can fuck off anywhere and do that. So, and that goes for everybody, not just your clients, and your, but it goes for your friends, your family and your loved ones. And I think ultimately, what is the end goal of this? What are we doing right now? What is the end goal? What is the purpose of us being here? Mm. And, you know, the purpose is for me currently, right now, my purpose is to feel, mm. not be dubbed down by everything. Yeah, I hear you. To fully embrace everything that I'm doing Mm. to be aware of what I'm doing um, to laugh and to move and to love and be loved and you know in in and around amongst that I'll make a few quid pay a few bills and do the normal human things that you have to do Mm -hmm. but that's not my goal in life (laughs) and have treats that's not my goal in life right from a kid I wanted to be you know, and this is pre-internet, pre-anything. You know, yeah. I'm I'm 48, so I was born in 1975. Yeah. You know, there was no internet. I wanted to be on the front page of Smash Hits magazine or something, mm-hmm. or, or you know, I wanted to be a, somebody famous, yeah. and I wanted to be a dancer or a comic. Or actually, when I was at school, I wanted to work in radio. Um, yeah. I wanted to be a radio DJ. I wanted to be a, ra- a DJ. Not in the sense of, you know, standing there with millions of people bouncing up and down in front of me, but I mean on radio. Yeah. And, oh, my you know, gosh. That, that you, was... That's something that I wanted to do when I was younger. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really wanted to be a Radio <laughs> 1 presenter. <laughs> and they, so there you go, right? So I didn't. And that wasn't it, right? But I think you have to ask yourself, but, you know, what part of me was looking for admiration? Mm. What is being well-known? What is being famous? Mm-hmm. What does it mean? It doesn't mean, oh, you can be famous and not have any money. Um, so it doesn't always mean money. Does it mean admiration 
and people who want to know you and be with you and yes all those things so what was missing in my life that I needed to nourish and I needed to nurture and I needed to care for and the more I've nurtured and nourished and cared for that part of me the less worried I am about how many people I have following me on Instagram and how many people see my videos on Beard Brand. And, you know, Beard Brand has been amazing for me. It's opened up opportunities that I would never have had before. Yeah. You know, I've been out to the States, I've been to Germany and Sweden and France and Spain and done loads of stuff and worked abroad. But does it bring me anxiety having to travel? Yeah. Do I have to work fucking hard while I'm there because someone's paying me to be abroad? Yes. When I get home, do I feel like I've missed out on being with my family? Yes. So is it worth it? Probably not. <laughs> Ultimately, unless, you know, and then someone saying, well, you know, you, you know, you get paid quite well. You can be somewhere for three days and get paid a thousand pounds for that. Yeah, but I've had to take a day off before I went there and a day off afterwards. And actually, yeah. do you know what? If I fucking smashed out five days of work, I could earn, I could earn that money and and not have to have traveled abroad and not be fucking knackered and not play catch up now Mm -hmm. with all my clients that I've missed because I've not been at work so you be careful what you wish for because it might just come true that's what my wife Mm -hmm. said to me and again it comes back to being precise (laughs) (laughs) it comes back to it it comes back to being um you know when you're same with your manifestations right you've got to be clear be clear because the the be less clear. clear you are then you never know what's going to happen <laughs> that's that, i mean that, that's it i mean you know i look at some people that are really smashing it at the moment i hold in regard a guy called lucas mack and he's amazing if no one's ever heard of him before check out lucas mack he does he's a breathwork facilitator but also a musician the name. yeah he's australian and his partner helena they work together and they do this breathwork facilitators and they travel the world and they are just fucking smashing it. They are living their lives and they look great and everything about what they are selling everybody looks amazing. But there's what I just talked about. What are they sidelining to be able to do all those things, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm looking at because with the men's work that I've been doing for the last six seven years yeah i'm at a point where i work by myself all the time and occasionally i will work side by side with somebody a friend of mine for beta gill we've done some work running a work a couple of workshops at the beginning of the year called what is a man mm-hmm. and so we were running those side by side weekend retreats but i don't have a team around me and i don't mm-hmm. have a, a business partner mm-hmm. i'm a solo artist and I, I'm at a point now in my life where I'm, I'm sort of thinking I need, I need to draw in my manifestation right now is I need to find a core team around me to help me take my message further afield Mm, Um, because I feel, I I feel so passionate about it Mm. and you really have to recognize that you can't do it all. Yes. Like, you know, I, I really believe that I didn't need the help of anybody else to achieve my goals because my goals are mine, right? And yours yeah. are yours. And and they may align, but we all, we will probably come from different parts. Mm. 
but going back to the community thing right having a community of people who are all good at one thing isn't a community mm. and isn't a village you know it and the the, the great saying is you know it, it takes a village to raise a child and what that what that fundamentally means is we're all good at different things so to make a human who's well-rounded who has an experience of life you have to have lots of different people with different skills with different knowledge with different outlooks on life with fundamentally different skill sets that they can transfer to you but their main goal is the simple life this yeah. you know it has your fundamental cause to it yeah. but we all have different skills and that's the community that's the village that's the tribe right yeah. and uh, you can't be a community in yourself right you can be the strongest part of the community you can be the, el the wise elder you can be the jester you can be the nursemaid you can be the storyteller the poet the artist the milkmaid the cook the forager you can be all those things right yeah but you can only be profoundly skillful at probably one or two of those things mm -hmm. so and you don't need to be skillful at all of them because the other people that you bring in around you can do that for you yes. or with mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. and so i'm i'm now bliss at a point now in my life where i'm like okay you know if i want to take you know my men's work that i do to a bigger audience so that it reaches every every single person that should be reached then i need to implement that i need to bring people in closer to me into the fold so that's been my manifestation right now is that i need to meet the right people yeah. with the right skill sets that i don't have mm -hmm. i mean i'm terrible online you know we we spoke before we did this and i was like yeah, I've got like a really old Mac that won't download anything anymore. <laughs> um, like I can't even get fucking Zoom to it. My <laughs> headphones won't link into the Mac. Like so, I'm sat here on my phone doing this, yeah. which is which I I need to take a photo. I wish I had another device to take a photo. It's sat, yeah, pl plugged into the main so it doesn't run out of battery. Yeah, and I've wedged it on a diffuser. Um, so it and it's propped up against my the mirror that we work at. Yeah. In, in the in in the, so it's like it's I mean you know that this this is the the vision I've got of, of this phone sat on a diffuser, propped up underneath a cork cup holder tells me everything about where I am technology wise. <laughs> <laughs> this is this this this, is this thing I'm holding roll. in my hand. This. Thing I'm holding in my hand, which for those of you who are only listening to this, is a comb, is the most high tech thing I probably use apart from a pair of clippers, right? And um, do you know what? God, God, God bless the internet, but also, um, <laughs> fuck you too. <laughs> oh, it's a blessing in disguise, isn't it? It's like a curse, but not a curse, you know? Yeah, yeah. Someone said to me, you know, like I remember a long time ago, someone said to me, the internet's like a hammer. You know, you can use a hammer to build a house, or you can use it to to lump in the back of someone's head if you want. And it, That's you know, it's just a tool, right? Yeah. But and the internet, the internet's the same thing, right? You know, mm. you can use it to watch horrible, disgusting, most vile things on the planet, but you can also connect with the most beautiful yes. people and and spread a medicine, medicine, you know, the medicine joy mm -hmm. of life. So. 
it's a tool and it's how you want to use the tool and some people will use it for good and some people will not and um you know unlike the comb it's very difficult to find a uh, a, a low level shadow implement of a comb isn't it mm-hmm. <laughs> it's either going to brush I'm either going to use it to brush my moustache <laughs> or I'm just going to put it on the side <laughs> you can't you really can't beat anyone up with a comb I don't think well maybe John Wick could but <laughs> I don't think I can <laughs> oh dear me you are just comical I think there's never going to be a bright day when no, there's never not going to be a bright day when we've got you in our lives. <laughs> oh, bless you. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my goodness me. Oh, my gosh. Great. So great. Oh, man. I feel like our conversations could just keep us snowballing and snowballing and snowballing. <laughs> there's so many things I want to pick out from this conversation. I'm like, oh, my God. There's so much to just unpick and unravel. <laughs> I know, sorry. <laughs> no, not at all. Like, you know, it's so nice to be able to, you know, to to know that you and I have never really connected in person before. It's just been this random message here and there, a random voice message here and there. You you know, we, we wasn't to know that we'd go into this amazing conversation. We could have come onto this and it been awkward as fuck. But it hasn't. Yeah. It's just been like no. we're two old friends catching up that we've not yeah. chatted to for like a year or more. <laughs> and we even had a cup of tea with one another. I know. I know. It's great, right? And that's lovely. Oh. And, that, and I think that just shows as human beings, the distance thing doesn't matter, right? Mm. Because you're in Australia, I'm in Engl- England. There's someone in Peru and there's someone in Iceland and there's someone in Botswana. And all of us want the same thing in life. Mm-hmm. What do you yeah? think that one and thing is? Think, Tell me what that one thing is. I I think fundamentally the only things, well, there's a difference between wanting and needing. Yeah. But I think the, the only things we all need is food, food in our belly, mm-hmm. a shelter over our head, mm-hmm. people to love and be loved. Yeah. And, you know, that's it really. You know, we don't, there really is nothing else that you need. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as you've got sustenance from a, an emotional and physical place and somewhere to shelter yourself from the sun and the rain, mm. you're set for life. And that's, that's it. Simple you know, life. Really, that's it. That's it. You're, you, you can be high on life from that point. Mm-hmm. It makes it, saying that makes me feel emotional because I feel it so profoundly and I so desperately want other people to feel how I feel because I haven't always felt this way Mm -hmm. I've had some really really not very nice experiences in my life and I've been to the point where I used to drive my car up and down the motorway take my seatbelt off get in the fast lane and just floor it and wait for the wait for the balls to turn my steering wheel into the hard shoulder Mm. and I was at that point for a long time and drinking and smoking and fucking and fighting mm-hmm. and I've been a proper C-U-N-T uh, to myself and to people around me. And um, I, I spelt it rather than say it because it's probably quite a strong word for people yeah. to hear. Aussies don't but think I, so. They say it all the time. 
Yeah, well, no, actually, do you know what? Just going off on the side, when I was out there and I listened to the radio out there, they they swear like in the radio and morning program. Oh yeah, shit, man, it's really fucking hot out here. You're like, what? You can't say that. <laughs> What's he that for? <laughs> it's just everyone's driving the kids to school. Oh yeah, mate, fair <laughs> dinkum's fucking boiling. My sweaty, sweaty balls on the seat, mate. You're like, why is he saying that? That's a terrible way to talk. <laughs> so yeah, so what I use is humor as a distraction from my trauma. But good um, awareness, yeah, so good self awareness there. Good self awareness. So yeah, so look, I've been there. Mm. I've done it. I've got the t-shirt, and I'm not throwing that t-shirt away because it's a fucking great reminder of like yeah. how vulnerable and volatile life is. Mm. Um, we all live with our shadows. They don't have to always be present, but they are always there. Yeah, and you know, I have to say to anybody out there who's struggling right now, you know, that it it does pass. Mm-hmm. All those things pass, but it doesn't always pass very quickly. It can mm-hmm. take years. Yeah, but it does pass. But get this: going back to the community and the village thing, you know, you need the right people around you. Find your tribe. Mm. um don't be alone you know there's a really good reason why we can communicate the way that we communicate with our eyes and our body and our mouths is because we're not supposed to be alone Mm -hmm. we all enjoy alone time but we're human social animals and we are supposed to live in tribes and so don't be don't be lonely and don't be alone because as hard as it may be to socialize with other people Believe me, there's magic in it. We're not budgies sat in cages. You don't just need a mirror to tap yourself against. And but even a fucking budgie drives itself mad, right? Yeah. It wants to just chat mm-hmm. to its mirror. Mm-hmm. So for those of you that are sat on your own, that you've been on your own, you don't have a partner, you don't think you've got any friends and you don't have family around you, then go to a drawing class, go to a painting class, go in the park and take a book with you and read whilst you're outside because someone will say good morning and sometimes that's all it needs so yeah, yeah. that's that was a long-winded version of the answer that you wanted <laughs> i don't do short and i don't do short sound bites i wouldn't have you that's any why other way became, do you know what that's why i never became a dj i think because i'd have to have like a 17 hour show where i just <laughs> fucking rambled on continuously talk? talking about jaffa cakes <laughs> and hairy balls <laughs> hairy balls and he's gone from talking about the Quran to talking about fucking scratching a dog's bollocks or something and it's like how is this guy even allowed on this radio show he should be in Australia we are living proof that Brits what what is it talking for Britain and I say it here I say oh god I love to talk for Britain and we are living proof of the traditional (laughs) British soul Oh, she can talk for Britain. Yes, I fucking can. And so can Mahesh. Yes, indeed. <laughs> oh, my goodness me. I love it. Ah, I want to give you, like, the biggest of hug right now. And I can't because you're through my screen. <laughs> so we're just going to air hug. Sorry, Mahesh. Air hug, air hug. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Mahesh. Honestly. Thank you. This has been so joyous. It has ended my week on the most 
positive high ever. I've just loved every single second that you brought to this show. <laughs> oh, bless you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, dear me. It's been, a, it's been a real pleasure connecting with you. And you're doing great stuff, Liz, so keep Thank doing you. it. Keep doing it. And, um, yeah, we'll, if you keep doing it, we'll keep listening and supporting you. So Thank you, my love. Yeah, yeah. I am um, oh, doing this and connecting with the people that I'm connecting now since creating a wholeness podcast has just lit up my life. And mm. I really feel like this is something that's meant to be in my life by having these conversations with people and witnessing them and sharing their story, allowing them to have a voice in an industry that can be so noisy and in a world that can be so noisy. And just mm. actually, it's very different in the sense being a barber and a hairdresser, as we know, we listen a lot and we talk a lot. But sometimes I feel like when I'm standing behind that chair, I feel like I'm putting on a show and I'm feeling like I've got to also be part of the centre of attention. But with yeah. a wholeness podcast, I just want to shine a light on the people that I have on here and absorb and embrace everything that you gorgeous souls have to to offer to me to the world to the listeners to offer yourself as well and and saying to yourself you know what yeah I would love to have the chance to to come on a wholeness podcast you know I just yeah mm. it's just been so nice to be able to connect with people and I'm certainly you know you talk about the tribe I'm finding my tribe online right now through doing this yeah. and it's it's just becoming very profound and it's so beautiful to be able to gift this time and this space and provide my energy for somebody like yourself because I just think you're bloody great. <laughs> oh, bless you. <laughs> I can't oh, wait nice. to get this that's out nice on air. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it'd be so, great. so beautiful. Yeah. Thank you very much, Fliss. You're welcome. I appreciate, I, I appreciate the platform and I appreciate the conversation. It's been lovely. And it started, you know, it's the beginning of my day, the end of yours. And yeah, yeah I can go on and have a, I can go on and have a really lovely day today. And, um, you know, when you say things out loud, sometimes you just remind yourself of things as well. And yeah. I think it's really important that, like I say, you have everything you need within you. So mm. sometimes just by having that conversation, you're like, oh yeah, that's, I'm saying that. And sometimes you're saying it and you're like, maybe that wasn't for you, that was for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? There's just so yeah. much more that I want to talk to you about, but I feel like we're just going to need to wrap up and like come back <laughs> to another conversation. I'll come back another time. Please do, please do. Yeah. Bless you. All Thank right. you, Mayesh. Have a lovely day, won't Thank you? Thank you. You're and very you welcome. Too. And right, I'll see love. you on the flip side. <laughs> Take care. You too. Bye, Mayesh.
what a journey we've just took you on i really honestly hope you loved that two-hour episode it's the longest episode and it's the least edited episode i have done to date so if you've got this far and you loved what you listened to please 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 do leave a review whether that's just giving us some stars or actually leaving a written review it'll be absolutely gratefully received this end of the microphone because having reviews is going to enable a wholeness podcast to grow bigger and bigger and help people find out about a wholeness podcast which is all of my intentions it's for people to tune in it's to connect to build a community to get other people's stories out in this world and gather so much love this is only just beginning and i will absolutely love you to death if you leave a review for this episode or any other episodes that you've listened to please do give it a share put it onto your social media stories send it to friends family loved ones your barber your hairdresser or your work colleague if you've found at all any of these episodes inspiring helpful joyful that you've just gone that was a good listen please do ping it on somebody share away write your reviews comment like all of that malarkey because it will enable a wholeness podcast to get a wider audience and help myself and from my guests that come on here i want to say thank you so much for tuning in i really hope you've loved today's episode and keep a lookout for next week's episode where i am going to be having a gentleman who is my client he's a former pharmacist and he's going to be coming on to be talking about one specific mineral that we all have and that we all need so i can't wait to get this health and well-being episode out to you stay tuned for next week's episode and in the meantime i'm sending you so much love and have a great day join me every wednesday for a wholeness podcast i'll catch you real soon peace love and light